all right. So Bruce has got fish tacos. That was my nickname in college. Okay, let's go. Oh, God, Lord. How can how, <laughs> you want me? It, what's fucking funny is you start laughing your ass off and you pause and you mute. <laughs> and you just leave me there <laughs> after a comment like that. Hey, fish taco. Get over there. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. The greatest podcast on the planet. <risa> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Oh yeah, baby. Time to... Oh, goodness. Un, 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 unlock the freshness. Oh, yeah, dude. After oh. Saturday evening, I'm not touching alcohol for at least seven days. Oh. <laughs> Can't. Yeah, you sounded rough on Sunday morning. Well, it wasn't even Sunday morning. It was 1230 when you called me. Yeah, yeah. You woke me <laughs> I up. I called you in the afternoon. <laughs> I called you in the afternoon. You're like, hello. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. I wasted found the... my life. Like, literally, that, that's what happens in old age, dude. And, and it wasn't even because I didn't, I genuinely did not drink that much, man. Like, around 1130, I stopped because I knew I was going to get home. So I just started pounding water and I was ready to go. I was like, oh, I'll see you guys later. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're by yourself. You're sticking around with us, you know? And I was like, all right. 4.45 in the morning, had to drive my buddy home because obviously he was sloshed. I wasn't going to let him drive. So I didn't get home until 5.15, dude. So I had to get my eight hours of sleep apparently, right? No matter what, but it was just yeah. a waste day. It's terrible, man. That's why I don't like, that's that's why I can't be an alcoholic and I can't drink the way I used to when I was a young kid. It's just my body, like I enjoy not losing a day of my life as often yeah. as I when I was younger, like I used to recover no problem. Now it's like just death, dude. Well, that, that was, that, that's exactly, you know, like snow white. That's like exactly like blow, right? Like it is so much fun. The only problem is, is that the next day is completely bloody ruined. Oh, and your bank account's empty. (laughs) You know, I mean, other than the side effect of being broke and not being able to sleep and you're pretty sure your heart is going to blow out of its chest at any minute. It was, it was fun. (laughs) <laughs> but keyword keyword there is was yeah no no more no 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 i you know i used to be able to sleep in till whenever three four in the afternoon whatever i wanted now it's like 8 30 i'm flipping in the bed and i oh, gotta yeah. get up my back is starting to hurt and i'm thinking ah oh, i could be getting this done right now this could be done right there's all of this to do and yeah, I'm so I, I don't get I don't get too further than that. But you know, the other day I will tell you, uh, the other day it was pouring rain, and uh, we weren't going to work, and uh, the kids didn't have school that day, 
And I curled up and I went right back to sleep and I woke up at noon. And that was like, I had slept through the night and then I'd slept till noon. And I guess my body needed it because I woke up, I was, I was like, I felt fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I need one normally. More, I need one more night of sleep still. I, I crashed at 830 yesterday after just, you know, dozing in and out all day Sunday. Yeah. I went to bed at 830, got up at 555 this morning because that's my body just automatic. Like it's not, yeah. I'm not even a morning person, dude. Like I, I enjoy sleeping. It's just, there's so much shit to do and, you know, work on Monday. I was just like, I need to be like, I had a lot of work today. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> fresh. I was out, man. Like I just, uh, so I'm not touching booze for at least four days. Yeah. That's why I like, that's why I like my THC. Yeah. THC. If you have too much, you go right to sleep. That's it. <laughs> and it, and it is going to be one of the greatest sleeps you've ever had. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we got a couple of mailbag, mailbag Monday, mailbag. Monday, Monday, Monday. Mailbag, not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> <Damn>. Uno. <laughs> All right, Chelsea T. Chelsea T says. Bruce, please rank these wide receivers in a, in order, okay? So, I, you know, greatest to least greatest. Sure. Okay? okay, so it's Donald Driver, it's Jordy Nelson, it's Devontae Adams, and it's Sterling Sharp. I think going backwards, forwards, I would go Sharp number one. Um, just Agreed. watching it, right? Agreed. And then, there's no other argument after that. There's not. There, we really, and all Packer fans need to get on board with this, and we need to start really pushing to get this guy in the Hall of Fame. Like, it is just, yeah. I understand his career was cut short, but same number of years as Devontae Adams. We've talked about this before. He's on par or better than Devontae Adams in every category. Um, and yeah. he didn't have a quarterback for most of his career. For four of, four, four of seven years, he did yeah. not have a quarterback. Yeah. Number yeah. two, I, I was going between White Lightning and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, for me, um, is number two over Nelson um, just because of the reliance, and I think that's part of the fear that we had, right? When we saw Adams leave this last season, you realize how important and how great of a player he is. Had that happened with Jordy Nelson, I don't think we'd be in the same situation. Also, the, the, the wide receivers that we had at that time with Jordy, who's just phenomenal, but it the reliance on Devontae Adams these last five years is very apparent, and that's why I have him too. Okay, so you're saying Sterling Sharp uh, on my list would have Sterling Sharp at one, no doubt, no doubt, and then and then number two, you're saying is Devontae, yeah, okay, so then who's three? It's Jordy Nelson. So you think Donald Driver is number four? even though he's my, from a personal standpoint, one of my favorite wide receivers personality-wise in the whole package, but in terms of how important they were for the team and me enjoying them play, I, I guess I just really, when Adams came in 
he was we, – we've never seen him with anybody other than Aaron Rodgers, right? We got to see Donald Driver with Favre and with Rodgers, and I think that carryover and seeing how he was able to replicate and improve as he went through with Rodgers as well, completely new quarterback, and obviously Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame, that's not saying much, but I think Jordy transcending two different periods of time and doing that and Donald Driver um, – it, I guess it was just the era, right? I don't know. It's just Jordy was on the cusp of when we were really starting. It was the Mike McCarthy five wides, throw the ball a shit ton. And Jordy was just electric. And I mean, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah. So I, I'll go sharp Adams, Nelson driver. I, and I'm going to go sharp. Then I'm going to go driver. And because of his significance and the amount of catches, the years, the durability, the, uh, you know, the numbers, he played the slot, you know, he, he, he would take those hits and he transitioned from Favre into uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? Then I'm going to say Jordy Nelson. And the only reason I'm putting Jordy Nelson ahead of Devontae Adams is because the first three didn't want to leave. That's mm. all. That's fair. That's all. I think Devontae Adams right now, today, best wide receiver in the league, hands down. And we're going to see right now with David Carr whether or not that translates. Does the wide receiver make the quarterback? Does the quarterback make the wide receiver? We're, we're about to find out. We're, we will truly see this year an, an answer to that question. But, yeah, and and Donald Driver. Chose, Chelsea chose the four correct to choose from. Who would you I think throw so. in? as a top four and let's not go back to the old, like I, I get it. Like I get the 1960s. There's players there that revolutionized the game. But I think in terms of what we've experienced as fans and, and really, I guess it's recency bias, right? But I guess in the last 30 years, since Brett Favre came in, who would you add to this list? Maybe Antonio. Yeah. Freeman was solid. I mean, just Jennings, except for his mouth. I, I just, I can't do that with him. I know. know. He's just I soured can't. it so badly. He soured it so badly. He soured it so badly. It's like Jermichael Finley. Jermichael yeah. Finley was a beast. Tight end. This guy athletic. Man, could block, could catch, could make guys miss. Could It, it would take three, three DBs to tackle him. He was a yeah. beast. And then, you know, he got injured. Man, that was just... Just heartbreaking. It was just a neck. heartbreaking. It was a neck, just because, like yeah. just like sharp. It was a neck. Just, it just just, hit him. just like Nick Collins. Yeah. Oh, Nick right? Collins. Right? Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. And as a fan, you're like, well, you know what? Uh, I, I hope he's uh, healthy. He's able to walk around. Hopefully, he's got a little bit of money and he was smart with it. You know, uh, he seems to be. And then all of a sudden, they go, yeah, let me sour the waters because I'm not playing anymore. And it's like, yeah, so shut up, right? Like enough. We, we don't care. We don't care. If it was that bad, why didn't you say something while you were playing? Well, if I did that, I never would have played. Then shut the hell up. You shut up then, you shut up now. Man, there was guys that I played with I didn't like. There was guys that I played with that didn't think the same way that I thought. Man, I was on a team one time. There was a couple of racists on that team for crying out loud. For sure. 
I don't get to make the decision on whether or not they play. The coaches make those decisions. Did all of these guys, well, I mean, TBD with Adams, but did all these guys retire as Packers? I know Nelson well, they, did. Driver I, did. Driver did. Sharp did. And then Nelson came back, but Nelson played, you know, a year for the, the Raiders, Raiders, right? Yeah, but one year and he came back and retired a Packer. And that's that's kind of what I'm getting at, like where they came back for the sheer purpose of retiring with the team. Right. And that's what it's interesting that Greg Jennings never came back. eh? That's why I'm bringing it up. (laughs) Where did you retire from Greg? Minnesota. Did Minnesota extend the retirement for you there, buddy? Cause we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. How many Super Bowls did you win with Minnesota? The same as Brett Favre. Yeah, exactly. Zero. Zero De Niro. Great question. Zero De Niro. Yeah, because yeah. we're, we're coming like, into that Hall of Fame that area. That's great. And Sharp needs to be heavily considered. Anytime we can bring that dude up, love to do that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. He should be – I mean, it's it's a travesty. A travesty, right? Sure, for sure. It's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible. That's all I can tell you. What? Uh, what's? Uh, what? If, what? Uh, what? What do you got going on there? What's? Uh, I, I heard something maybe about uh, the ho- uh, uh, July Fourth or something. Maybe you might have. I don't know. We we're working on a again. We're just, we're just we're gonna try not to announce it unless. How about, how about give us some hints? Don't say okay. his name. What's all his right. number? What's his jersey number? What's his jersey right. number? Let's play a game. Yeah, and we'll see if people can guess. Yeah. Right on. All right. This man is a Hall of Famer, 2013 Hall of Famer. Oh, 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 you just gave it away right there. Did I? I don't think Google maybe. Don't okay, don't Google. Yeah, don't cheat. Yeah, yeah don't right, now, right now, Jeremy's like, delete, delete, delete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Career interceptions, 27 as a linebacker. There you go. See, that's a great vague, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm going to edit out that Hall of Fame part. Okay. I'm yeah, going to do that. Because that's, that's, it's like it's that guy. There was the only Packer to be in the Hall of Fame at that time, right? Okay. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that was too easy. Three Pro Bowls, 12 seasons, all with the Packers. Oh, yeah. See? Just like that, baby. That's, that's, that's four or five different guys now. Who could that be? Get okay. Here's a very famous quote by him. It is, I don't try to hurt anyone out there, but the harder you hit a man in the first period, the more you slow him down going into the fourth period. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Those real hardcore Packer fans will know that off of that quote right For there. For sure, yeah, yeah. What give us his height? What, how, how big, is, how tall is he? Here, let me get you some. Uh, oh man, he's so good! Wow, just keep reading. He's 6'3", 245 pounds. Oh, six that's two. like me. That's like me. Oh, chiseled, chiseled. I am. I'm chiseled out of a keg. <laughs> he had seven kickoff returns for eighty yards. Whoa, the return specialist. He played in three 
NFL championship games and two Super Bowls. Okay, Super that Bowl narrows it right down again. Two. Yeah, that narrows it right down. That yeah. narrows it right down. Yeah, no more, this. no more, no more, no more. You you might as well just say his name. Yeah, right. you know so, what? You, I'll, I'll give it to you. Bruce is going to Bruce is going to uh, bake uh, some brownies with this guy. What is the? We're going to cook cooking turkeys. What's happening? Uh, July fourth. Um, we are working on. God willing, you know, he's he's an older gentleman, so we're working on on his schedule. He is a bit more famous than we deserve, but Mr. Yeah. Dave Robinson, Hall of Fame linebacker for the Green Bay. Who? Who? And Dave Robinson will be joining Who? Oh, on this shit show. <laughs> it won't be shit after this. We'll actually have some credibility. Our, all 12 of our right. listeners will uh, right. really appreciate it. It's a little more than 12. If you look at the analytics, it's, a couple more than 12. It's like I know we're, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good, buddy. It's but like 13. Now that we know who he is. Yeah. Dude. Okay. So what's amazing in this with the stats that he has and why he's not ranked higher. And I think he kind of goes by the wayside is there were actually 1965, 66 and 67. They didn't really keep stats. So there's literally no defensive stats for him in those years. Like they kind of projected with video and stuff, but they didn't actually keep stats. So they didn't talk about much, but they did have stats for his second Super Bowl. And, and when we get him on, we'll ask him because I guarantee you he's going to remember every single one of the plays he had in the Super Bowl. But Super Bowl two, Green Bay Packers 33, Oakland Raiders uh, 14. Robinson started at left outside linebacker. He had two tackles five assists, one fumble recovery, and one pass defended. If everyone remembers um, in that game, and actually I think it was the 1967 uh, championship game against the Dallas Cowboys, um, there were no stats available, but I saw a nice little highlight clip of him from that game. And in that game-clinching uh, interception in the back of the end zone, he happened to be the person knocking the living shit out of the quarterback as he was trying to release. <laughs> this is going to be epic. This is going to be epic. Ooh. I'm so excited, man. This guy, he he's such a warm soul. I've had the opportunity to kind of just a little bit of communication with him. I've been very respectful, obviously, but he is such a warm heart. But at the same time, you see it, what he did on the field. And it's like, how can you be so nice and want yeah. to rip absolutely everybody's head off constantly? Right? Amazing. Yeah. We're going to highlight his career. We're going to ask him a lot of questions about, you know, what it was playing in that era, what differences he sees, I think is going to be important, but just having a conversation with him, because when I put out that poll last week about who's the greatest linebacker to suit up, it was you nice. Put your to poll out? You put yeah. your poll out? Poll. Poll. P-O-L. Oh. 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 The one with words, not with skin. Not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> And it was nice to see some people chime in with Dave Robinson and, and really highlighting him because there are highlights of him. There is information out there that you can go look, check him out. I think the reason I started going down this road is really Devondre Campbell started this, me going down this road of, of great linebackers for the Packers because since Clay Matthews, we had absolutely nothing since Clay. And it's been a while, man, to have Devondre come off of a practice squad 
And this is something we've said a couple times. I don't know what it is about Goody or the front office right now with identifying these guys that were doing things for other teams, but ended up on practice squads. And then they come here and they're just flourishing. That's, I mean, you look at the offseat. We brought Zadarius Smith in. We brought Preston Smith in. These are guys that we brought off the street that we didn't develop. Devondre Campbell, Razul Douglas. I mean, it's the list goes on and on. And when I was looking at linebackers, I was like, dude, who is this Dave Robinson guy? I was like, holy shit. Like, he is just an animal. He was just a man amongst boys. I mean, just some career highlights of stuff. So, you know, from a understanding that the era that he was growing up in, he was actually the first ever black linebacker in the NFL. He was selected in the first round 1963 by Mr. Vince Lombardi. And obviously they went on to have some success, but even in his college career, college hall of fame, high school hall of fame, all of it, like the guy has just had a storied career. Um, he was the first black player to play in the Gator bowl. That first year he played in the Gator bowl. He was not allowed to have lunch with, the other athletes, so had to eat in his own room. And then the following year, he came back, played in the Gator Bowl, and was the MVP. I mean, the it's not just the play on the field, but those transcending players that change life for others and give others an opportunity is a reason I think he's the greatest linebacker to ever put on the green and gold. And why I really reached out to him and was hoping to get him on. And until it happens, it happens. Like, I just don't like calling my shot early, but really excited to have him on this weekend to talk some football with him and see what he, what he's like as a man. I am pumped. I am beyond pumped. I am stupid excited. I, uh, I, I can't wait. This will be good. This will be a good show. You know, we, we, we will ask the tough questions, you know, especially the locker room questions. That's what I want to know. Who is the crazy guys in the locker room? Maybe, maybe there's a story or two that he could uh, tell us that won't, uh, you know, indict anyone or get anyone in any trouble or something. We'll have to see. Uh, Bruce, you got a uh, recipe? I do. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you need to... Hey, ho. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> this is Packers Without Borders. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. Be happy. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic, Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Packers without borders. 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 The greatest podcast on the planet. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking?
All right, so Bruce has got fish tacos. That was my nickname in college. Okay, let's go. Oh, God, Lord. How can how, <laughs> you want me? It, what's fucking funny is you start laughing your ass off and you pause and you mute. <laughs> and you just leave me there <laughs> hanging after a comment like that. Hey, fish taco. Get over there. <laughs> if the taco fits. All right. So the first thing you want to do, these are uh, taquitos de jicama con camarón and salsa de mango y chipotle. So these are taquitos with, I don't know if you can get jicama, but instead of jicama, which is a fruit that doesn't have a lot of flavor in it, it's almost, I can't even describe what jicama is, uh, but you can use uh, cucumbers as a replacement for this. Okay. So cucumber, and you can either do shrimp or fish, same exact thing works out the same way. So it's it's a fish taco, but you can also do shrimp as well. And shrimp the taco of- was your nickname in uh, rugby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was something way worse. Hey, Mio. Okay, let's go. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the actual recipe specifically just for the tacos themselves. And then I'm going to give you four different salsas depending on the heat level that you want. So you can pick the salsa that you want to throw on there. Same taco, different types of salsa. So the first thing you want to do is you want to have either four fillets of the fish of your choice, white fish preferably, but you can do any type of fish you want. Um, I like cod for fish tacos because it's a little bit thicker. Don't do tilapia. Tilapia sucks. It is just a bottom feeding fish. So stay away from that. Um, but cod, obviously sea bass is fantastic if you can find it at the right price. Catfish, but something chunky and thick as a fish. In tacos, you don't want to have that that non, like you want it to be meaty. And I can't. We're going to talk about fish tacos and you're going to just turn this around on me. This is great. But anyway. Then you need one cup of butter and salt and pepper. This is specifically just for the shrimp themselves. Now, what I do, believe it or not, is you can either just do butter, salt, pepper, grill them that way, leave it nice and natural because you don't want to cut into the salsas you're going to be making. But if you're not a big salsa person, what you do is you literally throw on, um, like, again, the, the hardcore carnivore, the chelada, the chili and lime one is really good to put on there as you're grilling these in the butter. It gets a nice little crust on it and just that nice thick sauce. You know, you can reduce the butter in there if you don't want to go salsa and you just want to have that with with the actual garnish that you're going to put on there. But normally for this recipe, I do one cup of butter. Use real butter. Don't use margarine. Go find legit like Irish butter or something that's nice and thick that's going to clog your arteries. Salted, salted unsalted? Um, unsalted. I do unsalted butter in that case on, on shrimp or fish. And then basically you cut it up into little chunks. You don't want to have the whole thing. A lot of times, you know, you obviously you peel devein, but you want to cut it into little cubes and you want to have it. Um, because when you do tacos, people make the mistake of putting the full chunk of fish or the full chunk of shrimp in there. And when you bite on it by, by the last bite, all your shrimp are gone. So you want to kind of chop it up to make it almost like, a I don't know, like a guisado whatever like ground beef like ground beef you said exactly now for the salsa this is real simple and i'm going to give you several of them it's only really five ingredients for all of these and you're literally going to put it in a blender and let it ride so if you like chipotle you can get it in a little can 
you know, the chipotle, you just get one cup of chipotle, you get one mango, like a fresh mango, and you just kind of take all of the fruit part of it. Then you're going to take uh, two cups of rice vinegar, two cups of soy, low in sodium, or two, I'm sorry, two uh, cucharadas, two two spoon ta tablespoons fuck it's because it's my my recipes in spanish i apologize so i'm trying to translate on the fly here but it's um chipotle rice vinegar the reason you do the rice vinegar is with the adobado which is kind of the the flavoring that most chipotle has you want to have a type of vinegar to kind of mute that out because then it's going to be very overpowering and it's going to overpower the fl flavor of the mango which is the sweet so this is kind of like a sweet sweet spicy sauce and then just a little bit of water. You can mix those three in just to the consistency you want. So it's, again, to repeat it because of my translation problems, it's one mango. You want one cup of chipotle, one, uh, two tablespoons of the vinegar, and two tablespoons of soy sauce, and then water as thick as you want it, and you just blend that up. Once you blend that up, once your shrimp is done, you literally just, um, once it's fried, you set it aside and you take your sauce, and you take either the jicama or the cucumber and you just kind of just shave it or you can cut it up into little, chop it up into little cubes. And then you get a little of uh, sour cream and you put it on the inside of the tortilla of your choice. Doesn't matter if you do um, flour or corn tortillas, either one works fine, your preference. And then some avocado in there, some nice sliced avocado. So you've got the fish, you've got the cucumber or the jicama, you've got basically the sauce that you kind of pour on there with a little sour cream and you're good to go so the, the shrimp taco or fish taco exact same process of cooking it but if you don't like chipotle like for me chipotle kind of upsets my stomach as a chili it's not the spiciness it's just all the red dye or whatever the hell they put in there to give it the flavor upsets my stomach so i'm going to give you one with avocado um, just an avocado salsa, which is really good. And obviously you're going to take one avocado. You're going to take 10 green tomatoes in, in the South and in the U S you can get green tomatoes, but if you really, it's a tomatillo is the name of it, which is like a smaller version of a tomato, but it's tomatillos, but you can substitute that with green tomatoes, just like, you know, fried green tomatoes, same concept. It's the same thing. Um, the avocado, and then you take depending on your level of spiciness, you want to use chile serrano here, which are the smaller peppers. They're kind of a little bit spicier than jalapeno, but not as spicy. I do three, but if you don't want it to be too spicy, just put one in there. If you don't want it to be spicy at all, you don't have to put chili in there at all. So just your choice of heat, one, two, three, or zero, but use chile serrano. Then you put the juice from one lime. This time you don't use lemon. You do want to use the lime to battle the, the chili itself. And then just a nice chunk of cilantro, um, cilantro in, man, what is cilantro in English? Shit. Um, cilantro. <laughs> there, I'm sure it has some sort of. Yeah, technique. it's I'm cilantro. Sure it has... We all know what cilantro is. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Which is weird. Have you heard about cilantro that like yeah. one in so many people, when they eat it, it tastes like soap? Apparently. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. just like uh, it's just like nine out of ten people when they eat tofu, they're killing themselves slowly on the inside. So coriander, <laughs> it's coriander leaves. He in, didn't even hear that. <laughs> no, I did. I, I I blow past a lot of that stuff. <laughs> <Coriander> <laughs> you're not living your best life if you're 
eating tofu and drinking Diet Pepsi. I can promise you that. It's true. Diet Pepsi, also not a sponsor. Hashtag. And then just salt. So one avocado, 10, 10 tomatillos or 10 green tomatoes, three chilies, two chilies, one chili, whatever. Lemon, cilantro, blend it up with some salt. And you can use that as a sauce as well. So you have chipotle and mango sauce. You have aguacate, avocado sauce. Um, and if you'd like, I have either salsa macha or salsa negra. There's just, you know what? If you do listen to this and you feel like doing this, just hit me up and I will be happy to send you uh, a salsa recipe on top of that. But the two most common are the chipotle and mango or the avocado, but fish tacos or shrimp tacos. There you go. Beauty. Beauty, baby. Beauty. Sounds good. Love it. It's so hard to go through, go through those. I'm going to have to fuck with you on your recipe somehow, but you're just, you're just, your, your wit is Listen, much shrimp taco. Listen, shrimp taco. As soon as you started talking about how you want your fish taco to be chunky, thick and chunky, <laughs> I knew you were like, you're going off the rails, man. Make Welcome sure to, peel, to make the sure hotel. Shrimp. Make sure to peel oh. those shrimp. Welcome to the hotel perverted. Okay. Right on. Right but on. Awesome. Hit me up, and if you're going to awesome. start doing this, oh, obviously, Matt, you do the same thing as well. Whenever we give these recipes, if you're trying to do it, please reach out to us. Be happy yeah, to talk you through yeah. anything. Yeah, I'll photocopy it. For whatever sure. I got to do. For send sure. your fax. Send yeah. your fax. Carry your pigeon. A telegram. Yeah. You know, my you ever get a phone call like that every now and then? Oh, every yeah. now and then you get a phone call and you're like, who the fuck is faxing what? Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. I remember my parents, they're very first because they were always businessmen. And in that first office, they had that big, huge telegraph machine that oh, had the yeah. little dots that would come through. Yeah. And then you had to rip it and I guess basically translate the binary code into whatever it was somebody was telling you. It's like, oh, so and so is asking to call him. It's like, it took you fucking 45 minutes and it was like dot stipple all, all the way through. Yeah. Which is yeah. Like, you couldn't was, have just called the guy. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Pick up the phone. There's a rotary phone. I know it's connected to the wall, but much easier to just call somebody. But oh yeah, yeah. There were no documents coming through until that. Finally, that fax machine came through, and it was that thermal paper that was just like it was warm as it would come out. Yeah. But the problem yeah. is, as soon as heat hit it from somewhere else, like if you leave it out on your dash or something, you'd come back and the entire paper was black and gone, yeah. like repeats. Like it's like fuck. That was an important piece of paper is now ruined by the sun. Sun yeah. stuff ruining stuff. Maybe it's the sun that's Stop. ruined. Sun ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Robinson, can't wait to have you on, man. So excited. This is going to be epic. Epic. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, I hear voices, but my eyes, they don't deceive me. No. Dave Robinson on Packers Without Borders. Oh, my. The cream is rising to the top. Oh, how nice is that? Well, Monday, episode 128 in the books. Don't forget, if you've got any questions for Mailbag Mondays, you can send us send us to, uh, to us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. That's Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. And you can DM us at Borders Packers on our Twitter, Twitter page. I'm excited. Me too. Sorry for the, again, life gets in the way a little bit with these things, but we're never oh. going to not do a pod unless – Health was, over. And even listen, then, as we froze it over, and we're still going to do a pod. 
we this is what happened okay so last week was bruce's fault this week was my fault so we call this life so it has been raining and raining and raining here and i can't get any of my landscaping crews back on schedule i'm about to leave for the lake in like 10 days i have to get everything at least half of my business running right before i leave i can't leave I always have it. I'm one of those OCD guys, everything at the time. I know the exact minute where these guys are going to be, where those guys are going to be. And right now they're all over the fucking map because it won't stop raining. And the sun was shining today and I was out there driving and cutting and whacking and chainsawing and trimming and hedge trimming and live edging. I mean, I did probably about 25 different little jobs to get to get one crew caught up today tomorrow i'm going to do the absolute exact same thing again i got to do it every single day this week and if it doesn't rain for the rest of the week i should be caught up friday at this time maybe that'll make for a good pot on saturday oh i'm gonna have a heart attack on the way why can't i just win the 70 million bucks come on lord this is what i need listen everybody out there in packers without borders land in the Twitterverse, universe, multiverse. I want you all right now to think of me right now and think to yourself, Matt needs to win the Lotto Max tomorrow, Tuesday night, $70 million. This is what I vow to do, okay? I mean, 70 million bucks would be so much. We'd end up giving away 30 or $40 million of it. I mean, just giving it away, family, friends, maybe even a few contests on here where we just give away a million bucks. Like when you win that much, it's like, yeah, I, I don't need all of that. But I vow that I'm going to hire Bruce as a full-time podcaster. And we are going to go to every country that listens to us. We're going to go to the listeners' homes and we're going to do a, a show in their home. Are you sure they want us in there? The ones that want us. Let me clarify. <laughs> the ones that agree to this, right? So, you know, Andy's in, you know, Mel's in, you know, Carla's in. Right, we, we, we know uh, we can go see Goose. Right, yeah. there's there's a handful. Yeah, there's yeah, a handful. Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy for sure. Right, Amy, yeah. Amy maybe. I don't know. Amy's a bit of a wild one. She's probably got lots of parties going on. I don't know. Yeah, she we parties might be too old for that. Yeah. We might be too old for that. I don't know. A couple of wheelchair dads rolling in there after partying with Post Malone and Carla all weekend. Colton might, <laughs> Colton might get a visit. There's a, there's yeah, oh yeah, little people out there that might. Yuri in Croatia. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'd oh, love Hilmi. to go to Croatia. Hilmi, yeah. Oh, What's up, Hilmi? Give us a shout out, man. I know you were building. Uh, what was he building? Uh, 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 He's changing the world on the other side of the world. Yeah, like it was. What was he? Do you remember what he was doing? It was he something was like, crazy. He, he's too. like in a bunker. He was like literally recording what looked like a bunker, but it wasn't. Yeah. He, like but on-site he, building bridges he, or... Yeah, like he was building a bridge or a generator or a, 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 a river generator or hydroelectric. I don't know yeah, what Something it, that it like was, life depends on is what yeah, he's doing. that's what he's doing. Here we are, two knuckleheads going, hey, Bo, look at me. Yeah. He's going, yeah, so I'm over here. We just invented a new iron lung and uh, we're testing it out on... It was like, oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just found Waste the cure for cancer. I'm just, I'm in hiding because I want to... I wanna, release it when i when i'm allowed to i don't know yeah so i don't know for sure we'll be out there yeah so yeah and and you talked about this so do pray because he will also matt has also talked about all the charities and all the people he would help oh. i mean it's not yeah 
He's no, never- I'm talking about scholarships and things like that. When you sure. get that sort of money, I mean, let's be serious, right? I mean, anything after about 15 five? million bucks, even five million. Well, no, but but no, but think about my kids, right? I got to set my kids up too, well, yeah. right? So I'd like to put away five million bucks a piece for them and just put them right. into bank accounts, and then that way, you know. And then so we need to keep my wife and I probably about ten million bucks. Let's say I mean we're we're just dreaming and being facetious anyway. So that's twenty million. So there's like fifty million bucks that yeah. we can hand out to family. I know of people that aren't family, but I see that they are at the same job every day. And I've heard because I see them all the time, some of their personal life, and I'd love to walk in, hand them a hundred grand. You know, yeah. just in cash, just take this, change yeah. your life, set something up, do something, right? Yeah. yeah. Every time I see these athletes going out there and paying people's debt, you know, student debt, and the, it's, there's an obligation, right? With, with power comes great responsibility. I think so. I mean, if I won 10 million bucks, fuck y'all, period, period, right? No, I'm keeping it all. I don't care. One yeah. million bucks, nobody, I don't even Nobody will I'd even know anyone. that you won it. At 10 million, yeah. you don't tell anybody. At one million bucks, I wouldn't even tell anyone, right? Yeah, but that that's sure. not true because I won 500 bucks and I called you like from the Immediately, you're line. like, dude, I got 500 bucks. <laughs> I just won 500 bucks, oh my God. <laughs> and an extra yeah, 20 tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I'm like, ah, let's go. It's my one addiction, right? It's my one addiction. And it's all because I had a dream when I was like 17 that I was going to win like $48 million. And I, and I, and it was such a real dream and I had this dream reoccurring. I mean, I probably had it at least once a year, every year. And I have it multiple times. Like, I think I had it about four or five days ago. Right. And here, was, and here I am like having dreams of zombies chasing me around constantly. Oh, do you have that dream? Well, I, I have. You remember, uh, you remember World War Z, where they're just mm-hmm. running down the. That's that was my zombie dreams. You know what that means? What? You don't have enough time for something. You've got to start carving more time out for yourself. Well, that's it's all the time, buddy. All the time. And I learned how to have lucid dreams now, where you realize that you're dreaming. Like I had to go through therapy because I had night terrors and terrible stuff. So I I haven't done it in a while, but I used to be able to control my dreams. And now that they're coming back, I'm starting to do the whole process of trying to control them. Cause when you can control a scary dream, it's not scary. It's when you wake up and you're like, fuck. And then you go back to sleep and you go right back to where you were before. And you're like, son of a bitch. Why? So I, yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's a time management thing for me, man, with, with everything going on, we've been pretty busy, buddy. So maybe it's see, whenever, whenever I'm having a bad dream, I always say to myself, Hey, where's my Harley? And if I see my Harley Davidson, I know it's a dream because I don't own a Harley. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh. I go, Oh, this is a dream. Nice. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. your cue. Yeah. The cue. Yeah. You have to set up cues during the day that you can translate into your dreams. Like for me, it's, I just say during the day, Oh, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. Like you say that to yourself over and over again. And when you're asleep, your subconscious tells you, Oh, you're dreaming. And if you realize you're dreaming, then you can control your dreams. And it works. Usually, usually what happens to me is, is I'll be like riding a motorcycle and then I'll realize that I'm dreaming and I'm like, all right, let's do some cool stuff. And all of a sudden the motorcycle turns into a pedal bike. Oh, yeah. And it's like pedal, 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 pedal. And it's like in first gear, like a tricycle. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Or, uh, or I realize that it's a dream and I try and run somewhere in my dream and I can't run for some reason. I'm all uncoordinated and and your feet are only going up 
they're not going forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are the best. Those are the best dreams. Those are awesome. Dreams suck. Don't follow your dreams, kids. That's the lesson. Mailbag wow. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Mr. Robin Hitson will have something to say about that. No, wait, wait. Know when you're dreaming. That's yeah. the lesson. Exactly. recognize recognize when you're dreaming recognize right on brother take care man peace go back go this has been packers without borders try and be kind to one another try and love each other and go pack go esto ha sido empacadores sin fronteras no se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros hasta luego Justifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. Outside interference. Yeah, I'm living in a nightmare. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. I am the cream. Yeah, let me say it to you. Let me say it out loud. The cream of the crop. I am the cream. I am the cream. Yeah. The cream of the crop. I'm on my way. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. Nobody does it better.